Hi, everybody. This is Science Modeling Talks, the podcast that features top modeling instructors and thought leaders sharing ideas. I'm your host, Mark Royce. Remember to visit sciencemodelingtalks.com to access extra content related to our interviews and to learn more about our guests. While you're there, share your thoughts and comments by clicking the link that says, Tell us what you think. We really want to hear from you. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. My guest for this episode is Carly Dilo, the curriculum director and an instructional coach at Ovid LC Area Schools in Mid-Michigan. Before becoming a coach, she taught middle school science for 10 years and used modeling instruction in her classroom. She's been very active with the AMTA for several years. In her current role, she provides support and training to teachers on how to build 21st century skills among students. Carly is also a frequent speaker at education conferences, and in 2023, she was named one of the top 30 K-12 EdTech influencers to follow by EdTech Magazine. On her TikTok and Instagram channels, you can find her as at Coach Carly. That's at C-O-A-C-H-K-A-R-L-E. She creates tutorial videos about Canva, Google for Education, and the latest AI tools for teachers. Here's my interview with Carly. Hey, Carly. How's it going? Hey, Mark. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a while since I've talked to you. Yeah. I think it was... Was it at the beginning of, I think it was right at the beginning of 2023 that we last connected, and I had you and, was it Erica? Erica, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was you and Erica that we we all three chatted together about modeling, which was cool. So, you've been very busy and doing a lot of cool stuff, and I know, and I you know, just in talking with you recently found out that you've become very focused on uh, AI and how it can be integrated and implemented in the classroom. So I do definitely want to spend some time today talking with you about that. Um, you know, I, I I know a little bit. I think everybody's heard about AI now. I mean, it's the big topic in the news and and everywhere it seems like and chat g a was it chat gpt is that what it's called gpt yep yes and so um i know very little about it i know a little bit i did a chat gpt thing on my phone and asked some questions and you know it was kind of cool what can you kind of tell us a little more about what ai is i know a lot of people listening probably know some uh, mm-hmm. Some may know more than others, but I know some of us probably aren't that aware of exactly what AI mean is and how it's being used and what chat GPT is and how it's being used. Can you give us a little overview of uh, what that's all about? Absolutely. So um, the first thing I like to share with people is that 
you have probably been using artificial intelligence for a while. Um, you're just, you know, not always recognizing it as that. So there's a difference between AI and chat GPT. And some ways that we use AI every day is if you use uh, Grammarly or if you use spell check, um, mm. when you're typing on your phone and it finishes, it offers to finish the sentence for you. Um, those are all examples of AI. And also if you even think about, you know, if you're watching, if you open up Netflix and it's suggesting shows for you to watch or Amazon suggesting products that you might like, that's all artificial intelligence as well. So really AI has been around since about since the eighties, um, in some way. Huh. And it's, yeah. And it's just whenever a computer acts like a human in any way, that's considered artificial intelligence. Um, now, ChatGPT came out in November of 2022 and really changed. Um, it really shook up the world. It really shook up the world of education as well. Um, because what ChatGPT can do is it can generate human-like text. And it's not just a couple of words at the end of the sentence. It's entire paragraphs or essays or things like that. Um, wow. Yeah. And so what that real quick, without getting into too much, um, the GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. And so generative means that it's coming up, you know, it's creating text. Um, pre-trained meaning that it's trained on the internet and this vast amount of information, which is why, why it was so different than other things that came before. Um, and the transformer just stands for the neural networks, kind of like how a human brain works. Um, but what I want, what I'm excited to talk about with this community, with the modeling community is chat GPT is a large language model. Hmm. So that's, it's, it's a model. Um, and you know, like I love the, the quote that's used often in modeling is all models are wrong. Some models are useful. Uh, <laughs> that goes for, yeah, that goes for, um, AI and large language models like chat GPT and Google Bard is another one. Um, but yeah, there are ways that it is wrong at times, but it still can be an incredibly useful tool. So that's a quick, <laughs> quick overview of kind of the what it is. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot of talk about the fears people have about AI coming in and people losing their jobs because of it and companies mm -hmm. downsizing, firing people and just using AI to replace people. Um, but I've also heard others say that's not going to be an issue as much as the fears may be. What do you think about that? I mean, and, and let's talk specifically about teachers. <laughs> yeah. You know, do we need to be fearful of, of losing our jobs because of the implementation of AI? So, you know, whenever there's a new technology, there's usually fear surrounded, mm -hmm. um, you know, fear surrounding that new tech, which is normal um, and and understandable. And it will certainly shake up um, what what jobs look like in the future. Um, it will probably change how we look at education in the future. Um, but I firmly believe, and a lot of other people who are experts in this field as well, they believe that, um, you know, teachers do more. The teacher, the job of teaching is so complex. You don't just 
say, here's some knowledge. Here you go. You know, we don't just give knowledge over to, to kids. It's not that simple. Um, and you know, this, I didn't come up with this. I've heard it online, but, um, you know, teachers do more than just hand over knowledge. They guide the social process of learning. And we saw during the pandemic that virtual, you know, learning from a computer, when students are just given a computer and they're told to learn from it, that's not very helpful. Even when there's a human on the screen talking to them, Mm. um, that's still not a very effective way to learn. Uh, And, and so I think that, you know, that that idea of teachers guide, guiding the process and it's more than it's a social process. I think that's really important to keep in mind um, when thinking about AI. That being said, there is a school in Texas, a private school that is already trying to um, have teachers as facilitators and have AI be more of the teacher. Now, the question you should ask yourself is, would you want your kids to go to, to go to that school? You know? (laughs) Um, and I think a lot of people would prefer a real human teacher. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So for, for now, I do feel that teachers still have a pivotal, important role. I think, I mean, it seems to me that in modeling instruction, especially, mm-hmm. it would be really hard for a machine or AI to do it because, like you said, it's not just about imparting knowledge, but it's about leading the students to think for themselves to question and devise hypothesis and, you know, the whole idea of Socratic dialogue. How would AI do that? I mean, I, I don't. I don't see how it could possibly be as effective as a well-trained instructor. I agree. I think, um, you know, science used to be viewed um, in schools as kind of just a set of facts and information that you should remember. Hmm. Um, You know, that's the days of the the textbook and that was that guided our instruction um and those days are gone in in many class classrooms science classrooms i think with good science teaching it's it's not just going to come from a textbook um so i agree with you i i think that the teacher plays that pivotal role in guiding the inquiry process and getting kids to really think like scientists um and with my background, I taught middle school science for 10 years. And for four of those years, I used modeling instruction. And it was like everything clicked. Like mm. everything started to work and make sense um, with how science should be taught. And I started using technology a lot less when I started modeling instruction. And I think mm. that was good for um, my students. I think it was good for me. Um But uh, I think that AI can help teachers, not only just a lot of people think, oh, it can write, it could write an email for me, or it could, you know, write a letter home or something, but it also can be your brainstorming buddy. Hmm. So it can be a thought partner um, and someone to help you think about, uh, for example, uh, a driving question or real world phenomena for whatever your standard is. Um, those are things that we know um, we should be doing in science and they're, they're really helpful for students, but it takes a lot of time for teachers to think of those things. And um, you could use AI as a thought partner for generating things like that. 
even sample data sets uh, for students to practice analyzing. That's something that takes a lot of time for a teacher to create and uh, could we could give students additional practice by using AI tools. Give me an example of how a teacher would use, specifically how a teacher would use AI, and then also an example of how uh, chat, uh, I keep forgetting, GPT, chat GPT, I got to lock that one down. How specifically would a teacher use those tools in their preparation and in the classroom? So I think um, one great way to use it that I've found is coming up with ideas for lesson hooks, um, for ideas to relate the content to your students specifically. So for example, we live in a, um, I, I work in a farming community, a rural farming, farming community, and um, there's an AI tool that I, that helps make it relevant for your students. It's called Magic School. Um, dot AI. It's free for teachers. And I could put in a, a science standard and ask, how does this connect to farming? How does this connect to uh, students in a rural community? Um, maybe I have a lot of students who love video games, right? Who doesn't? Or social media. And I could ask, how could I connect this concept or this idea to the world of you know, video games or social media. And so that's, again, as a thought partner, brainstorming buddy, that's a way that AI could help. And chat GPT? So with chat GPT, um, you would want a really good prompt. So that's the thing um, with with large language models like chat GPT. What you put into it is going to equal what you get out of it. Hmm. Um, and so if you have a really good prompt, so for example, I might give it a role. I might say um, when I'm asking for a lesson hook or how to make it relevant, I might say something like, you're an expert in, in designing engaging lessons. And then from there, I would tell it what I want. So I would say, you're going to come up with three lesson hook ideas for um, the following standard and make it try to connect it to any of these three topics so farming or video games or something like that Hmm. and see what it comes up with um so that's a really simplified explanation of how you could use chat gpt to do that but then there's also all these tools out there for teachers that are AI tools specifically for teachers like magicschool.ai is just one. Um, EduAid is another popular one. And so with those tools, you actually just go to the website and it says it's for teachers and there will be a button that says make it relevant. And I just click on that and I enter my info and it'll do the work for me. So in that case, in those cases, I don't necessarily need a prompt, a really good prompt. Um, the tool has already been prompted. If that, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So I'm a teacher, and I know I've heard about all this stuff, but I'm a little bit reticent to just jump in because I don't fully understand it. I mean, how do I use this thing? What do I do as a teacher to kind of get started and and uh, a learn how to use it? And mm-hmm. you know, where do I go for resources to help me understand how to use it? Okay, good question. So I would, I, I would encourage teachers to try it out themselves and start by talking to it like you would another person. Like just to ask it some questions and kind of get the feel of how it can help. Um, but also 
as I said at the beginning, you know, all models are wrong. Some models are useful. Um, be aware of the fact that it will not always produce accurate and true information. So just know that going into it. Um, but also um, some resources that you can check out. So I've learned a lot and I've shared a lot on social media. So whatever social media platform you use, try to find someone who shares their thoughts on it. You know, it's on, it's all over um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even LinkedIn. I post things there and have learned a lot on LinkedIn about AI. Um, so I would say just look at, you know, what you already use and what are some resources. There's some great Facebook groups out there too. Um, but then also I want to mention a specific website. Um, it's called AI for Education. So it's AIforeducation.io. And this website has um, so many guides for teachers. It has um, free webinars that they host. And also it has a prompt library um, that will give you prompts that you can then use in chat GPT. So I feel like that's a really great place to start as well. Okay. You're talking about using prompts and asking questions. I'm not even sure how I would open a tool on my computer to allow me to ask GPT a question or AI, you know, involve mm -hmm. AI. So kind of go back to the beginning there for me. I'm that novice. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so most um, AI tools are web-based. And so it would just be, so the, the web address for chat GPT is, um, let me just triple check here. Um, it is, okay, chat.openai.com. Okay, that's the, the home base for chat GPT. Yep. And just for the record, you can pay for it. Um, I've always used the free version and it works just fine for me. Um, so that, that's one. Another one I really like is Google Bard. So that's just bard.google.com. So that's Google's version of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, that one's really, uh, simple and similar and fun to check out too. Cool. Yeah. Can you, would you mind sending me a list of your favorite tools? Absolutely. I can absolutely do that. And then we'll post it. We'll post it on, on the Science Modeling Talks website under your episode. We'll post that list for people to be able to access. Would that be cool? Absolutely. And also your personal, uh, resources that you're providing to others because yeah. i know you do uh do you do like consultancy on this stuff or um i provide professional development so yeah I'll, i could talk about that okay well tell us a little bit about it here okay so um i also you know i'm really passionate about uh how ai can be used and really interested in the topic so um i've been posting videos on social media. Um, but also, and I use the handle coach Carly. So it's just at 
coach, um, C-O-A-C-H, and then Carly, my name is spelled K-A-R-L-E, so at Coach Carly, and um, you can find videos there, but I also have a website where I post some freebies and resources, and actually, I provide professional development for schools. Um, if it's close to where I live in mid-Michigan, I can come out and see you, but also, if um, if not, I do virtual sessions as well. So, I have a, a link tree um, that people can check out. So you just go to uh, link, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Coach Carly, and that'll be linked in the show notes as well. But from that, um, yeah, from that link tree, you could get to all my social media platforms. Um, you could get to my website where I have those freebies and different resources. Is it like a page with a bunch of links on it? for different resources that you provide yes cool cool link tree cool yeah and if anyone's interested in professional development uh, my email's right at the top of that so so link ee link tr.ee oh okay yeah link tr.ee slash coach carly yep awesome okay that's really neat um yeah and so I assume that your website has a link on your link tree, or do you want to give us your website URL? No, I don't have a domain name yet. So <laughs> oh, okay, but you yep. can you, but you can get to it through the link tree. Yep, the link tree has everything. Okay, so I assume it also has links to your uh, virtual workshops. If people want to do a virtual workshop, they should email me. Okay, all right. Yep, and your email is there. Yep. Yeah, so I um, provide professional development for my district, um, and we've done that in small chunks throughout the year, but also I've provided uh, professional development two-hour kind of sessions to a couple of schools in the surrounding area as well. Okay. So um, are you... Now, besides focused on AI stuff, what else are you doing these days? I'm curious. Because I know you've been in the classroom for several years. You've been a modeling instructor. I don't remember how long ago you got introduced to modeling, but you've been doing it for a while, and you've been really active with AMTA. I know you were on uh, their board or staff or something. I don't remember exactly, but you've done a lot with AMTA. And I'm curious about what else you're doing these days besides all this focus on AI. Um, After teaching for 10 years, I moved into an instructional technology role at my district. And that was right when the pandemic hit. So there was a lot of need for um, technology help and instruction. So I worked with teachers throughout that process. And then this year is my first year adding the title of a curriculum director to my role. So I do that in addition to instructional coaching. And so that um, has been really interesting and uh, a new endeavor in itself. Um, and other than other than that, um, I also have been cre- since March is when I really started the social media. Um, you know, cr- cr- creating the Coach Carly social media handle and posting videos on TikTok. Um, and I also cross post those to, to Facebook and Instagram, but that is something I've, I've always loved making videos. Um, even, you know, I remember 
um, teacher in middle school said, you can either make a video for your final project or write an essay. And back then, I mean, I had a one of the big camcorders and uh, <laughs> I had to play music. There was no editing. I just had to play music on my boom box and I busted out my old Barbies, you know, and made this, <laughs> made this whole film. Um, and, you know, I've just, so I've always loved making videos. It's mm. been a passion of mine. And so it's really fun for me to be able to share technology tips that way um, with teachers all across, you know, the, co- the country. And I, I never thought I would be on TikTok. It was just, it seemed like a foreign platform to me. Like I felt like maybe I was too old for it, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's a lot of really good educational content and I've learned so much um, from that platform in general. So hmm. I also, aside from AI, I just give uh, technology tips to teachers um, and educational technology. I have a master's degree in that. And so it's just great to share um, some of those things with with teachers as well that's really cool i uh my brain just went back to the ai thing so ai is not a magic bullet um what are some of the cautions that you would have about teachers jumping into the use of yeah you know i mean I know it's not a perfect thing, but it's a useful tool. Talk to us about that and your, if you have cautions or, or if you can address any what you think might be misconceptions about AI, mm-hmm. you know, T- talk to us about that. Yeah. So going into using AI, knowing that it's flawed, knowing that it's just it's just predicting text. That's really all it's doing is it's trying to predict what the next word should be in this sequence based on all of the information it has gathered from the internet, you know, and the internet's not always the the best place. Let's be honest. There's some, there's some really negative stuff and, and chat GPT is using that information to formulate its response. It's all part of the model. And, um, I think science teachers will appreciate this one. So, uh, you know, AI, it's called hallucinate hallucinations. AI will hallucinate and make up information. Hmm. And, um, one thing I noticed is I was asking it to help come up with a claim evidence reasoning conclusion prompt for students. And I wanted it to be about the se- the reason why we have the seasons. And a big common misconception with the seasons is that people think that um, during the summer, the earth is closer to the sun and further away in the winter. And that's not true. It's because of the tilt of the earth's axis. Um, but a lot of people on the internet have the misconception that the earth is closer to the sun in the summer. And so when I was asking chat GPT to help me with that, it, it also had that misconception. Hmm. So just know that it is going to, you are the expert of your subject area, of your classroom, you know your students. So always understand and know that you're going to have to apply that filter, that human filter, um, before you, you know, just take what it, take what it gives you. And also knowing, um, when you approach it as a brainstorming buddy or a thought partner, you're going to get a lot more out of it, I think, than if you expect it to just maybe create, like it can't create a whole lesson plan with, it's not going to spit out a whole lesson plan and a slide deck and like activities ready to print. It's not going to do that. Mm. Um, there are different AI tools that can do some of those things, but when you approach it knowing 
that it's just going to kind of be this other tool. It's not going to be a magic bullet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that helps. Uh, and then also, it's important to to think about how it's how it's being used. Um, and I think modeling instruction is just good teaching, right? Um, but you can use AI to make really low level um, activities and tasks and busy work and low level quizzes for students very easily. Like I could have ChatGPT make a 50 question multiple choice quiz on a, on a topic, you know, in, in a minute or two. But would that really be useful for my students or would that actually be harming them or make, making uh. it, making, you know, what we're doing less engaging. And so knowing that, you know, we shouldn't be using it to just do what we've always done. I think it's important to use AI to really push you outside of your normal thought patterns and of your normal ideas and use it to think of, you know, what's an authentic assessment I could do for this unit instead of just doing a regular test. Hmm. Um, that's, that's a way that you could use AI to brainstorm that. Um, and I really like, this is a quote from um, Matt Miller. He has a great website and podcast called Ditch That Textbook. Um, and the quote is, AI is not thinking for me. AI is making me a better thinker. Hmm. And so, but it depends on how you use it. If you want to use it to think for you, you know, um, that's not going to be a great product. Mm. Uh, if, if you're using it to make you a better thinker, um, and as, you know, that thought partner brainstorming buddy, it's, it's going to have a much bigger positive impact on what you do. Well, in light of all those cautions and con- the, the, um, precautions that you're recommending, why should a teacher go for it? Why should a teacher embrace the idea of using these tools? I do think that eventually, um, because students will need to use AI um, in whatever their their future job is, most likely. Mm. Uh, most employers are not going to say, don't you dare be more efficient by using AI. <laughs> uh. You know, most employers are going to want um, employees that can be more efficient. And um, so... If, if teachers, let's picture a world where teachers ignore AI and just say, you know what? That freaks me out. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, it's going to keep advancing. Education is not going to be the main driver of artificial intelligence. It's going to be companies. It's going to be, mm. you know, government. It's going to be those big things pushing it forward. And so it's going to move forward whether we check it out or not, whether we look into it and explore it or not. Mm. Um, and I think that if teachers do at least explore it, um, then eventually when the time comes to actually think about how could students use this? Um, how could students use this to create create a better end product or as a thought partner um, or to help revise their their work? Um, when we get to that point, if if teachers do explore AI, they're going to be more prepared for those conversations with kids because that's the other thing is students are already right now, students are using AI, whether we like it or not, whether we know it or not. Hmm. 
And um, if, you know, if you suspect that maybe a student used AI to, to cheat or totally generate an, an assignment or response, which happens, um, if you know nothing about AI, how are you going to have that conversation with the kid? Ah. Right. If yeah. you do know, if, if you do understand how the tool works, you can approach that conversation in a very different way, in a much more informed way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a couple other things that AI is really helpful for. It can help um, with differentiation. That's a so it can create like if you have a text that's at a you know high school reading level, maybe for for sophomores, and you have but you have some students who are still reading at a lower level, which is happening in a lot of classrooms, yeah. you know, across the country right now. You could use AI to help level that text. Hmm. and put it at a sixth grade level, a seventh grade level. So you can use it in ways that are really beneficial for not just you, but for your students as well. Hmm. Very interesting. I'll I'll just say one more thing. You can also use it to help write your sub plans in about a quarter of the time. (laughs) Um, So that's probably one of the things that, you know, teachers don't like spending time. I never liked writing sub plans. This can really help you out. Wow. That's a great, that's a great insight. You know, I, I can't believe how quickly our time is going and, uh, we're, we are slipping away our time limit, but I wanted to ask you, I know that in uh, February 2024, mm-hmm. you're involved in, um, ConnectEd event. Yep. AMTA ConnectEd. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, what, are, what are you going to be addressing as an instru- are, are you like a workshop or a what are you doing there? <laughs> so ConnectEd is a conference style event where usually there's a keynote and then some breakout sessions after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited and honored that AMTA has asked me to be the keynote speaker this year. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to talk about is um, artificial intelligence and AI, but I'm going to show specific examples for people who do want to get started. Um, I'm going to show specific examples of not only how you can use it as a teacher, but how it can be used with modeling instruction or inquiry style teaching. Hmm. How can it help me with those NGSS standards um, that are so broad? Hmm. And so um, I'm excited for that. And then there will also be some breakout sessions. And I just encourage people to check out modelinginstruction.org, check out the website, check out their social media channels um, to get more information about that event um, and to make sure that you register before the you know before it reaches its capacity so um just be on the lookout for more info on that where is it being held do you do you know it'll be a virtual event a virtual event awesome and uh when um it will be in february and let me check the date real quick that is going to be february 11th awesome of 2024. Yep. Yeah, that's great. Well, this podcast is going out in January 1st of 2024, and uh, so people will have a time to get to the event as well. But I know that people yeah. will listen to this afterwards, too. So, uh, But mm-hmm. having the resources that you've shared with us and that we will post on the uh, Science Modeling Talk websites, um, the information will be there, resources will be there. So, Great. 
Well, Carly, it's been awesome talking to you, and I have learned so much <laughs> just in this half hour that we've spent together. It's It's been great, and I hope our listeners also are feeling the same thing and uh, are encouraged to really check all this stuff out about AI, chat, GPT, to look at the resources that you've shared with us and, uh, and start their own journey with uh, AI in the classroom. This is really great. I want to thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us it's been wonderful thank you for having me yeah, yeah thanks for having me and um also i'm i'm excited to connect with other um modelers through again through those social media channels so find me at coach carly and i'm looking forward to connecting awesome and uh, don't forget to check out the amta website american modeling teachers association cool well I look forward to seeing you again sometime. Thanks. And uh, I want to just thank you again for being here. It's been great. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Science Modeling Talks. Head over to sciencemodelingtalks.com and you'll be able to listen to any of our archived episodes and access our show notes, which include guest bios, show highlights, and links to resources that were mentioned during the interview. While you're there, subscribe to our show so you won't miss out on any of our episodes. When you join this community through our email list, we'll send you a link to a lot of awesome resources from the American Modeling Teachers Association. Okay, so that's our show. As always, remember to keep striving for excellence in your classroom.